This is Truth Pop Unplugged. Hey, welcome to another episode of Truth Pop Unplugged. It's Jake hanging out with you. I'm really excited about this episode. Two reasons why I'm excited. One is, well, Seek 21 is currently going on. Seek is probably the largest gathering of Catholic speakers from around the country gathered together virtually for the uh, online conference presented by Focus. That's the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So got big name Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, uh, Dr. Edward Tree, and they're all together. And what you can do is go to seek.focus.org, sign up to watch these talks online. And then there's also small group discussion questions so you can get together with your friends and talk about uh, how God is using these talks uh, to help you in your spiritual life. So really exciting. Again, that's seek.focus.org. I had the chance with Relevant Radio and Focus to record some interviews with some of the speakers who are right now at Seek 21. That includes Sarah Swafford. I wanted to play you some of the interview that I have with Sarah. And this is available on the Relevant Radio app if you tap on the Premier Podcast. But here at Truth Pop, I just wanted to bring you some of the content that we brought to you as well on the relevant radio app. So Sarah talked about emotional virtue. Now you, you, have, you may have no idea what that even means because when you hear about, you know, sexuality, you immediately think of like, oh, that means like being physically pure, right? But what if it also meant being emotionally pure? So Sarah is going to talk about that. Sarah's a acclaimed speaker. She's a writer. She's a, oh, just everywhere. And it's, it's just truly amazing to have the chance to talk to Sarah. Now, Sarah, you're going to be talking about emotional virtue at this conference, right? Yes. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be a part of it. I, I'm that girl that snuck in to my first focus conference as a high schooler. And, <laughs> Love it. Um, I, yeah, and I actually, it was the very first conference they ever had. So it was, I think, almost 20 years ago. Wow. I have to go do the math. Wow. Um, but I was a senior in high school, and I had heard about it for some, from some friends at Benedictine. And um, I snuck in. It was up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. And I remember they had about 300 people. And I was like, oh my gosh, 300 people like that is, I can't believe they have this many people that care about their faith. Mm -hmm. I was just like dumbstruck. And so to watch and see what, you know, what has become over the last 20 years and to be a part of it as a student and as a donor and as a speaker now, I just, I love focus so much and I wouldn't be here without them. And so uh, whether it's in person or digitally, it doesn't matter. Like the Lord and the Holy Spirit is, he, he makes it happen, and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm so grateful to Focus for all the work that they've done to try to pull this off. And uh, it is no easy task. And so I'm just really excited to be a part of it. And um, as for what I'm speaking about, uh, they kind of told me that I could do whatever I wanted to, and that's always dangerous. So, um, <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm so glad they gave me four hours to say everything that I want to say. So, um, no, I'm just teasing. I got. Uh, I have an impact session mm -hmm. for anybody, and so there's a couple tracks. I think people, hopefully your listeners know that uh, Seek really is for anyone. So mm -hmm. if you're yep. a college student who is rocking it on a campus or even a college student that's alone on campus where, you know, you don't have, you don't have focus. Maybe you're, you know, you don't have missionaries on campus. Uh, you can still be a part of it. Uh, obviously there's digital campuses too, which is awesome. You can jump in on some of those digital Bible studies. Um, but then they have a Paris track, which I think is just so beautiful uh, for all of us, you know, old people, all, all the, the wise ones like myself who uh, are just so excited to be able to jump on a track that's kind of geared towards us and maybe sure. family life or, you know, relationships, marriage, um, you know, no matter what your state and life, single, married, religious, there's so much there for them. So I'm just, you know, really excited. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about 
I mean, I love talking about relationships. So Mm -hmm. obviously it always goes back to relationships, but uh, usually people hear that and think that I'm just talking about dating or that we only talk about dating. Um, But relationships are really family, friends. Um, It can, yeah, obviously relationships, you know, dating and marriage, but uh, there's a lot going on in our society right now and a lot to come, you know, especially with pandemic and everything right, um, right. with social media, with, you know, the way that we're communicating. And um, so I'm going to, I'm going to speak on that a little bit, just where the state of our hearts are and where our community is right now in, in our times. Um, I know for myself, it's been really hard. I miss, I miss so much, you know, and then I also know that God is definitely, you know, he is in this. And so trying to figure out, you know, where we want to dig in and dig deep in our relationships and in our communities. And then also maybe what is kind of attacking us and what, you know, we need to kind of put our hand up to and say, uh-huh, thank you. Step yeah, away, back right. up. You know what I mean? So, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, so I'll be speaking to that. And then also I've been praying about it a lot and I think it's probably going to come out in the talk, but um, just this, you know, I, I work with college students, you know, young adults, high school students um, the most, you know, I, I, and also their parents uh, when I do relationships and emotional virtue, uh, but really that state of your heart and just how hard this time has been, even for me personally, I'm going to share a little bit about this time for me personally, but I just feel like this is 2020 and now, you know, why not 2021 seems to want to just kind of roll into that. It's yep. this radical loss of control, the mm-hmm. feeling of like panic yep. when your life just doesn't you kind of fall the way that you thought it was going to fall or the way your calendar gets blown up or the way that your dreams or the goals or, you know, the different roles you have are just all of a sudden gone. And, um, I've just been praying about that personally. And so I was going to share, I'm, I'm going to share in my talk, some, some things that the Lord has really been revealing in my own heart. And then also just, you know, let's be real, you know, like yeah. control is something we all struggle with I yes. think, as human beings. So those are a couple of the things I'm going to talk about relationship, community, social media, control, um, that kind of competition and, and perfectionism that seems to want to mess with us. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's the gist. And, uh, I've been praying a lot with, uh, the word perfection, be perfect as your heavenly father. Yes. Perfect. And, yes. Um, yeah, my husband actually is a professor at Benedictine college and we live across the street from Benedictine. And, um, when you dig into the word perfection, it actually means wholeness. Uh-huh. So it means be whole, be healed, be yeah, transformed yeah. as your ha- heavenly father. And when I heard that, I was right in the middle of the, of the, the pandemic and the quarantine. I was like, okay, Lord, I see, I'm seeing this. It's all coming together here. Um, and I think this is just a great time for healing and transformation and reflection and whether or not we want to, I mean, so much has been stripped away. And I think we're left with the question of, do I want to do the heavy lifting? Do I want to do the hard work of healing and sure. digging in? Or do I want to just find another distraction, new distractions, um, new things to control, manipulate, even though, so I can feel that feeling of control and manipulate, <sighs> even though I know the Lord's trying to steer my gaze in his direction and maybe in a different direction. So. Yeah, Sarah, I wish you had four hours to talk about all this. I mean, this is just outstanding. It's it's all a part of the Seek 21 experience, and it's a digital experience. You can sign up for that. Register your small group at seek.focus.org. We're really excited about Sarah Swafford, and she's a part of the Seek 21 conference. Now, she's the founder of Emotional Virtue Ministries. As you mentioned, you spend your time speaking to people of all ages about dating and relationships. Can you explain a little bit about what emotional virtue is to someone who's never heard that term before? Yeah, it's so hard. You know, I I said sometimes I'll be flying to an event and, you know, you sit on a plane and the person next to you, you know, the first question is always, oh, where are you off to? Like, what are you going to do? And 
I always laugh. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this in the hour and a half flight, explain where I'm off to and what yeah, I'm doing. But right. um, so I, I, I really love, um, I love the church. I love our young people. And when I was at Benedictine, one of my first jobs after I got married and um, I got pregnant with, we, we have five children and um, I was, I had two in the same year. <laughs> my first two um, were very, I was very young and my first job was a residence hall director. So like a dorm mom at Benedictine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had 142 freshmen college women that I, and my husband and I, like I took care of them. Like we lived in the dorm and it was the same year that Facebook came out. Oh my so goodness. It was just, and I, again, I dated and got engaged and, and got married and had, uh, you know, a baby before I had ever sent a text message or even knew what social media was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really missed it by like a year. You know, I always say by the grace of God, you know, yeah, I, right, I exactly. don't know how I, I was already a hot mess in high school and college. I don't know if I needed, I don't know if I needed all of it, but yeah. it wouldn't have helped. I don't think. And so I was just really like there with the girls and all of a sudden, you know, dating and relationships changed, you know, quite a bit just in that couple years of, of introducing texting and social media. And so people are like, Oh, so you got to know the women really well. And I always joke and I'm like, where there's 142 women, there's 142 men. Like I got <laughs> to know the men really well too, you know? And That's right. So I got to, yeah. I got to know a lot of these guys and I started listening uh, to kind of where their heart was and hmm. how texting and social media and, um, it even changes the way, I mean, they used to joke, they're like, Sarah, can you give a talk on how to flirt again? Like, I don't really know how to interact with women. You know what I mean? And yeah, right. So how do you pursue a woman in the 21st century without, you know, tender focus or with sure, the phone? You sure. Know? So, so I ended up just doing ministry and what spilled out of my heart was very much, you know, my theology degree from Benedictine. I, you know, my senior seminar was love. It was men, women in the mystery of love with Dr. Ted Shree, the book that went oh, that's great. That. That was my senior seminar. We read through um, Love and Responsibility, you know, the book, and that was my senior seminar. And so I just was like, kind of all of this was in my head and in my heart. And I just started sharing my heart with these young students. And, you know, I was really just loving on them and helping them figure this out because it was all new to them and to me. Um, and so this ministry was just born, again, emotional virtue was born from, I think a lot of times people hear chastity or they under, they think it's all physical. They think that, you know, it's like, oh, well, as long as I don't do this, 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 and that, then I'm okay. Yep. Um, but a lot of times we don't look at the matters of the heart, you know, like going through a breakup, going through rejection, going through text messages that are vague. And what does that hmm. mean? And what do they mean? And um, going through the, the idea of being used by someone, like we understand it physically, but sometimes that emotional, gosh, I just feel like I'm being used by them. I, I you know, I, I, there's so much that goes into it so much. And that's why I joke that, you know, I only need eight hours to explain it, but yeah. I always say emotional virtue is it's the rising above whatever you know, emotional, physical, whatever desire you have in that moment to be able to rise above it and sometimes be able to like set it aside and choose the true, the good and the beautiful for yourself and for your beloved. And that, I mean, it, inc- it involves sacrifice, it involves selflessness, it involves an intuition, you know, being able to to put someone before yourself. And that's emotional, that's physical. It's, it's just so, it's so deep and so rich, but it's very hard in our day and age and in our culture that's instant gratification and, you know, the competition, the comparing, the perfectionism, Mm -hmm. having it all together, having to present that in person and, you know, in real life and then having to present that digitally. It's just exhausting. And, um, and I've been, you know, doing this for over 10 years and it changes every couple of years, you know, with the different comings and goings of social media and, and texting and FaceTime. And, you know, now we have, we had Snapchat and TikTok and it just continues to change. And so, I just continue to go back to St. Thomas Aquinas and St. John Paul the Great and Fulton Sheen and all my homeboys. You know, I continue to go back to the church and say, how do we answer this? How do we fight back? You know, and um, that whole idea of control, you know, phones aren't bad. They're not going away. I mean, Hmm. social media is not going away, but how do we, you know, control it so it doesn't control us? 
how do we look at it and use it in a way that elevates and lifts, you know, our hearts to the Lord and other people to the Lord and doesn't tear down and tear ourselves down and tear yeah. our relationships apart. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of like where my ministry always is kind of dwelled is just in that not being afraid to bring up the hard topics, not being afraid to dig into our past and be able to admit things that have hurt us, that have, that have definitely taken our hearts away from God and to be able to put people back together and bring them before the Lord and get them into his gaze where they, I mean, like the Lord just wants to convict you of his love for him. I mean, his great love for you. And he just wants to sit you in that gaze. But sometimes we're so distracted and we're so hurt and we're so, you know, our past has us feeling so unworthy that it's so hard to sit there and be Hmm. loved and to hear that. Hmm. And so, you know, there was a saint that said, the Lord has set me on fire and people just come to watch me burn. And that's pretty much where I'm at. You know, I just did so much for me and my heart. And, you know, I was, I just was such a mess. And um, when the Lord really like came crashing into my life and and helped me really put my life back together with his gaze and with his love. And um, there's nothing I would rather do than to be able to walk into a high school and give an all school assembly about this, to be able to walk into a Newman center or a fraternity or sorority and just like love them and Hmm. truly just understand how hard it is really hard out there. There's so much pressure and so much anxiety and insecurity um, and it's not just our young people, it's all of us. There's just so yeah, much yeah. that we're faced with right now. And um, so th- something like Seek, something like Emotional Virtue, something like Chastity Project. I work with Jason and Christina Everett and Matt Frad and Chris Stefanik and so many of us that just come together and say like, man, I just, I want to help. Like I just burn hmm. with this desire to want to help because it, we just, we see the brokenness and the hunger and the hurt. And there's only one way to answer it, that, and that's with like presenting our Lord, his sacred heart and being able to get people in front of him in adoration or in the confessional and just bring them back and get them into that gaze. And that's exactly what seek. That's the whole, the whole, you know, the whole thing of seek is massaging people's hearts, to the Eucharist. I mean, that's focus. Mm, that's yeah. all of our ministries. Yeah. And so just to be able to do that, even in these challenging times, like I'm just so excited. And I, I just pray that people sign up and I know that it's a lot to give up, you know, a couple hours here on a weekend, a couple hours there. But, um, I always tell people you won't, you won't regret signing up, but you might regret not signing up. That's always well said, so, well said. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And again, that's seek.focus.org. You can register for the Seek Conference February 4th through the 7th to hear Sarah Swafford as one of the speakers. And Sarah, I can so I, I can totally relate to what you're talking about. Like, even as a guy, you know, I let's be real, I had an unhealthy dose of Taylor Swift for a long time. And like, <laughs> right? Like, so like music, pop culture, like we fall for this Hollywood mentality of what it means to be loved and to love others, where it kind of becomes about like me, myself and I, right? Like it's all about that emotional high and like, what can I get out of the relationship? And I just love what you're doing through your work with emotional virtue. And I want to ask you about this, Sarah, like as a Catholic trying to discern marriage, I'm sure there's so many young Catholics who are in that situation right now. And they're wondering, do I have a soulmate? Like, is there someone out there that God has chosen for me and how do I know? Like, how do I discern that, especially with all of these other distractions in the form of Taylor Swift music? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I get this question a lot. Um, and it's, it's kind of a hard one to answer, you know? I mean, Jason wrote the book called How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's, there's kind of that question. And I think a lot of times, I love that you just said, I'm a guy and I relate, because when yeah. I first started doing ministry, um, I just got this outpouring of emails and, and just all of these guys that would come up and be like quietly, like whisper to me, like, 
I struggle with everything you're talking yeah. about. And I'm like, that's because you're human. And that's what it was so funny because I started giving talks for women first, you know, just because that was where I was yeah. in dorms. And then um, I had some guys come up to me one time and they were like, you, you're giving talks on relationships and you're not inviting us. Like, we're hmm. the ones that are supposed to be leading this. Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, wow, like, yeah. talk. so I gave a talk uh, for men only. Uh, and it was standing room only. We had over 300 guys show up that night and at Benedictine. And I was like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe so many guys wanted to go. And, um, and then I got smart and I started giving the talk co-ed. Hmm. And I just said everything I still said to the women and everything I still said to the men. But I had the opposite sex present. And so what was so beautiful is they got to, the women got to hear me address the men. Like with my love, like I have such a, I have such a heart for the guys. Like it is so hard to be a man in in the 21st century. It is so hard to be a man of God. It's so hard to be a man of the church. Like I'm just, Oh, St. Joseph, you're St. Joseph. Let's go. Like I am so excited for the men and it's so hard to be a man. And then there's, there have all this pressure. They're supposed to lead. And they're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I mean, that's like the number one thing I get. And so this whole idea of who's my soulmate, where am I, I mean, Sarah, like, like a lot of times I see this look in men and women's eyes and it's this look of desperation Hmm. and I look back at them and I'm like, nothing good happens out of desperation ever, Hmm. like ever. And that includes relationships because what happens, I think a lot of times is people get it in their head that I'm not going to be happy if I'm not with someone. I'm not going to be, you know, like I'm going to be incomplete. I'm going to be inadequate. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be all these things. And so they just try to like rush it all, put it all together, slap a bandaid on themselves and like present themselves. And they know that they're a fraud, right? They know mm. that they're not, not ready for this. They know. And then all of a sudden, you know, they just start to crumble and they start to worry. And so like, as I go through, you know, all of these different, and that, and that looks different for everyone. What your state in life, you know, if you're single right now, like the things you're working through is going to look different for everybody. So when your best friend doesn't have the same struggles as you, don't be shocked. Hmm. When you're, you know, when you're, you know, when you're struggling with something and you're like, I'm the only one, it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You just don't know that other girl, that other guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that I want to like, for all your listeners who are listening right now, like, I just want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and to just remember that like God wants to heal you and transform you and bring you close to him. And no, and, and this is like a line straight from my talk, straight from my life, straight from me, but but you can't make any person, you can't make another human your savior because you will crush them under the weight of that. They cannot be that for you. And so when we try to elevate people and make people our idols and our gods, and even in our minds, like emotional mm-hmm. virtue, even in our minds where we dream up these, this person that's going to be my everything, that's going to take away my pain, that's going to make, every, I'm not going to, you know, everything that I need them to be. Like when you dream that person up and you go looking for that person, that is Jesus Christ. Like that is the person, that is his sacred heart. That is the person you are longing for. Mm -hmm. And the person that God wants you to be with is the person, if you're called to marriage, that's going to run with you, your workout partner, the the person that's going to help elevate you and and help you grow in virtue and help you to sacrifice well and help you to grow. And it's, I think sometimes, like my husband says, people run towards each other, but really you're supposed to be running towards the Lord side by side. Amen. Those are the best marriages, the best relationships. It's where they know they're completely secure in God's love and they, they are confident in his love for them and they're healing and they're working and they're, you know, working towards virtue and doing all these things and, and they're not in that state of desperation. Amen. Does that make sense? Like I want everybody listening. I want you to hear me say this. Everything I just said is not easy, but it's worth it. Like going through the hard work of, of healing and putting your life, you know, in the hands of our father and letting him love you and heal you. 
that work, that hard work, a lot of times as you're doing that and as you're growing and your eyes towards him, all of a sudden this crew of people come up beside you, right? Those friends, those, that community that you're like, I need some people to run with. That community is going to come beside you. And don't be shocked when someone kind of takes off beside you and you're like, oh, wait, he's cute. Mm. Like, don't, don't, be, don't be surprised. You know, when you have this group of men and women that are running with you, again, you're not, who am I going to date next? It's not all about finding this idol, this God, this person that's going to be your everything. Your focus is like legit on the Lord. Hmm. And then all of a sudden someone emerges as this amazing running partner. And, you know, I just, I, I, I think people sometimes think I got to find the soulmate to be able to even serve God or to love God well. Sure. This person's going to like complete me so I can even have this relationship with God. And that's where God gently takes your face and lifts your chin towards him and says, I will suffice. Like I am enough. I want to be your everything. And everyone that I bring into your life, like they're going to, I want them to run with you. And so I think that that, you know, for me, that was my conversion. I was a hundred percent that girl hmm. that was just like, I'm going to date this guy. I'm going to date this guy. I'm, he's going to, Oh, he's the one. He is the one. And we put some like Catholic Jesus frosting on it. And we try <laughs> to make it look good. Right. We try right. To make it look good. Like, no, this guy, he's for the Lord, for the Lord. But like, really, we're just, filling our lives with someone that maybe isn't, I mean, taking our eyes off of our Lord and trying to make this person. And that's when you start to do that. That's where, you know, that person just says, me, I could never be that for her. Hmm. I could, I could never be that for her. And then, all, and then we have all these men and women walking around going, I'm not enough. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not God. That's not, sh- that should not be shocking to anyone. Right. right? Like right. we're all broken and we're all, you know, searching for that, you know, that face of the father and that healing. And so, I just want everyone listening just to take that pressure off and just to really put all of that anxiety into the hands of God and say, look, just sit before him and let him convict you of your, of his great love for you. And then I promise you, you surround yourself with people who are running towards the Lord and you start investing in those friendships and those relationships will happen. I promise. I also wrote 158 pages in emotional virtue on the whole thing and how to go from, Hey, to I do and like how to navigate relationships because as Jason said, you talk too fast and no one ever has a pen. So <laughs> that's why I wrote a book. So, <laughs> I love um, it. So you can, can t- take it slow and read through it. Yeah. So right there, that's part of the interview from Sarah Swafford. She's at emotionalvirtue.com. Just an incredible speaker and writer and uh, just all over the place doing some amazing things for the Lord. And again, she's part of Seek 21. Seek's currently going on, I believe, till Sunday. And you can still sign up, seek.focus.org. I believe you can still sign up and check it out. And uh, get a small group together. Uh, but you can find out more again, seek.focus.org. Uh, that interview with Sarah, the entirety is up on the relevant radio app. Click on the Premier Podcast link there and check out some of the other, the other interviews as well from Dr. Edward Shree, Monsignor James Shea, Bethany, uh, Sister Bethany Madonna. And I'll try to bring you some more of those interviews throughout this season of Truth Pop Unplugged. But hey, great content all for you there on the Relevant Radio app. And uh, by the way, some people have been wondering, well, when are we here at Truth Pop going to start bringing back the song analysis, which is kind of like the bread and butter on these podcasts? Because lately we've been doing the Unplugged interviews. Well, don't worry. We're still going to do that. Hopefully the next episode, Kathy will be back on and we'll uh, dig into his songs. So uh, keep it here. Subscribe and share with friends here at Truth Pop Unplugged. Truly appreciate you. God bless you. Have a safe weekend. This is Truth Pop Unplugged.